tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. All right, everybody, welcome to Wait, I Know This. Boy, are we excited. Today's guest, if you're a Father Knows Best fan, then you are excited. Today's guest is Lauren Chapin, who played Kitten on Father Knows Best, and just a class act, just a great lady. Uh, and welcome to Wait, I Know This. In fact, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, you may not know a difference, but if you're a fan of this show and you've been following us for the last several years, you know that we are traditionally a podcast and not a video show. Well, we have grown up in the world, and now that video is, quite honestly, as big as it is, we decided to make the step, too. So you're looking at our studios. This is the uh, Operation Smile studio that we are broadcasting live to tape from. Uh, very excited about our relationship with Operation Smile. If you're not familiar with what they do, boy, do they do a lot. And I, and I can't say enough about Obviously, we have a relationship with them, but I personally had one with them before all of this started. If you're not familiar with Operation Smile, you need to get familiar because they do phenomenal work. The website's right there. It's operationsmile.org. Check them out. What they do is they provide um, surgeries totally free for people who have cleft lips or cleft palates. And, you know, that's when they're missing part of their lips. Sometimes they actually are missing the structure of the interior of their mouths, and they have to have surgery. So there are plenty of families in the United States that this happens to, and overseas in other countries. In in the United States, usually, it's they don't have enough money to get it fixed the proper way, and Operation Smile does it totally free. And there are many more cases of this in other countries that don't have the nutrition that we have here, and these children are born. And we're talking about more kids than anything else here, babies, newborns, even young children, who in those countries would not have a normal life because they are shunned, they're pushed off in one section, they would only be able to get a certain type of work because society looks at them differently. Very different in those other countries, and uh, those kids need our help. These doctors, anesthesiologists, everybody, it's all volunteer. It costs them, uh, the families, nothing. It's a great thing they do, operationsmile.org, so check it out. So these are our digs, uh, show you the studio around here. We have the, um, you can see behind me my uh, cabinets with some of the lights there, and back there I, I do have to say that some of this tells a story about me because when I was a kid, my idol was Johnny Carson. So you'll notice back behind here I have a lot of pictures and an on-air light here, an old microphone right back over here. Lots of pictures of Carson on his set back in the day uh, with other guests. Uh, like there's Carson and Ed McMahon when they were showing an Emmy that they won in the 60s when they first started. So um, obviously I'm very excited. Oh, and here, this, this just says it all, doesn't it? That's kind of a copy of the mug that Johnny used to keep on his desk. I keep it right there. So I live out my fantasy by, through this uh, video podcast. So today's guest, as we mentioned, Lauren Chapin. Now let me tell you a little bit about how I got to meet Miss Chapin. So I went to this thing called a nostalgia convention. Uh, lots of old television stars there, classic celebrities from back in the day, classic, in some cases, believe it or not, some radio celebrities 
uh, from way back, and uh, and also classic musicians. Davy Jones happened to be at this one that I went to. So I go to this nostalgia convention. Usually I can knock out several interviews at once. Sometimes there's video involved, sometimes not. In this case, just audio. We do have the video, but it hasn't been processed yet where I want to put it in the show. So today I'm going to play for you when I went to the Mid-Atlantic Nostalgia Convention, and you need to check that out. Google Mid-Atlantic Nostalgia Convention. It's usually held up in the Baltimore area. Very cool there. Martin, who heads this thing up, is a great guy, and they do a phenomenal job with this. You get to see a lot of the celebrities from 60s, 70s, some 50s shows. Uh, It's a good one-stop shop for somebody like myself who lives and dies for this stuff. So Lauren Chapin, I, I want to tell you that, you know, she was a child actress, obviously, played Kitten on Father Knows Best. Her home life was horrendous, and I mean... I can't even begin. You'll hear, because she's open and honest about all this. You'll hear what she went through as a child. Um, thank God for Robert Young, because he really helped her out in a lot, of, a lot of ways. But I was blown away by her story. In fact, in the E! True Hollywood story, I believe hers is one of the top, if not the top, it's one of the top three all-time viewed E! Hollywood true stories, because it is, it's hard to believe that this woman went through what she went through. But she's come out on the other side. She's very strong in her faith and her religion now, which got her through a lot of that, she says. And uh, so let's go ahead and we'll play the clip for you. Uh, Here is my interview with Lauren Chapin from the Mid-Atlantic Nostalgia Convention, and we all remember her as Kitten on Father Knows Best. All right, so I want to talk about the very beginning because it, it's, was this the first, this was your first big role, but had you mm-hmm. been in much before that? And- no, I had been uh, in Art Link Letters House Party, um, and I don't think I had done anything else, but I had two brothers that were in show business, and I'm the baby. So my older brother, Michael, had a series out at Republic Studios, uh, the Buckaroo Sheriff of Texas, that came out every Saturday in the movie theaters. And we would watch his serial. And what they were were the uh, takeoff of Dell Evan and Roy Rogers, only as teenagers. So they were, they were the young Dell Evans and, and Roy Rogers. And then, actually, my brother had started in radio first, went into modeling, and from modeling went into movies. And then my second brother, Billy, um, starred in the movie Casanova Brown when he was 22 days old um, and worked nonstop dragnets, every kind of television show there was. But he was the movie actor. He did Night of the Hunter with Robert Mitchum, Shelley Winters. He did Kid from Left Field with Dan Daly. He did um, Tobar the Great about the robot. robot. He did... um, a man called Peter, the Peter Marshall story. I, uh, I did too. Um, he did, um, gosh, no business like show business. Ethel Merman, Marilyn Monroe. So you, know, you were and, exposed to all this, I mean, uh, obviously. Yeah, you know. And then my mother was in New York when my brother won the uh, lead role with Ann Jeffries and John Raitt in a, a stage play called Three Wishes for Jamie. And he played Jamie. And uh, I was in a, a Catholic convent at the time. And my mother had a friend who was uh, an agent. And, and uh, Hazel came and got me out of school one day. And she said, there's an interview for a, a new television show, pilot, 250 other girls. And uh, I couldn't read. 250. 250. It was a mass cattle call. And um, I was scared. 
couldn't read. I'd never couldn't acted. No, no, no. And wow. um, so my agent, uh, but I had a photographic memory. And so my agent said, I'll read the parts to you. Learn them. And we sat in the outer office, and she read my part. And I said, well, what is this part up here? And what is this part down here? Oh, well, those are, you know, other people. She said, read me those too. <laughs> so by the time I got into the office, I knew everybody's lines. And um, I walked in, and Mr. Rodney was sitting there, big old Jewish man with a big old stogie outside, <laughs> puffing away on it. And I don't like cigarettes, and I don't like big old stogies. So I said, would you mind putting that out? <laughs> How old were you? Five. <laughs> and he's, he, he was taken aback at it. He said, you yeah, can this one. Well, okay, you know. And he said, but you don't have to stand over there. And I said, well, you're too big. I'm a little afraid of you. And he said, come here. I won't hurt you. So I said, okay. I came right over, got up on his lap, oh. sat down, and he was taken back by that. And he said, okay, are you ready to go? And I said, sure, let's go. And so we started reading. Well, he flubbed his line, and I told him so. <laughs> I said, you said, I memorized these, yeah, that's wrong. I said, that's wrong, you did that wrong. <laughs> and it just the whole, the whole thing, the way it went, yeah, he, he was like, taken back so um, then they they narrowed it down to 10 girls and I was one of the 10 and Robert Young and his family has four girls uh, Carol Barbara Betty Lou and Kathy and Kathy is uh, a little bit younger than me but we look a lot alike so um, when my little scene came out they all looked at me and they said, oh, that's her, that's her, that's Kathy, you know, so that's how I got the job. Not because I'm a great actress, but because I looked like their Kathy. Well, you were pretty darn cute, too, Thank so that, that that helped as well. Thank you. Um, so then, so you get the role and you're like, oh my, how old were you when you started? I, well, actually, I was six, six and a half, because it took a long time before yeah. we got to that final spacing. And they wanted to season me a little bit, so I was able to do other shows, you know. <laughs> Learn my craft a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, the rightful lady sick. Uh -huh. Did did you were you aware of the radio show before you did it? Oh, I had no clue. Mm -mm. No, so so you didn't pull anything from the radio no, characters no. at all. No, right? no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I wondered about that. I really didn't even know that he had a radio show until maybe about four years after we were doing the show. <laughs> when you were old enough to understand, understand what, right. right? Exactly. Um, what about your uh, your co-actors? I mean, we talked to Billy Gray yesterday. What a great guy! So such a humble, nice, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. nice guy. Um, and, and I want to—I have to ask you about Robert Young. What was it like to work with him? I loved him. Um, you know, he—he he was a consummate actor. He—he um, he had days where he was very business, very, very, very business, and and you know, sometimes had to pull me in and say, "Now, Lauren, this is this is work." And, and work is money, and we pay a lot of money, you know, to make this show. So you have to not clown around on the set, girl. Get it together. Yeah, yeah. You know? so, and that was okay. his baby, too, wasn't it? I mean, that oh, was, yeah, like, he, he was the guy. Right. He and Eugene B. Rodney owned it. You know, so that was his little baby. So you know, he was he was being daddy, um, and I loved him. He would take me home on weekends, and I'd spend with the week. Uh -huh, oh, and, nice. and I'd spend the weekends with him, and so he, I had more of a father daughter relationship than Billy had a father son relationship. Billy 
lean towards Miss Wyatt, and uh, although I loved Miss Wyatt with my whole heart and soul, I, I couldn't relate to her. Uh, I, I had a problem in my own home relating to my own mother, and so it was very difficult to relate to to women. And uh, plus, Jane but, White came from money too. She wasn't. Uh, uh, you know, you know she and was, I never. Do you know that I never knew that she was a Californian? I didn't know she was born in California. Really? I didn't know she was raised in California. I would have never guessed. She, she always reminded me of a woman that came out of Boston or a woman who came out of Connecticut or a woman who came. Yeah. Do you know when she had that she kind did. of a stature to her? And the royal presence. Exactly. Yeah. You know, not Californian. And her, even her way of speech was not Californian. So when I found out that she was... California, bred and born. Wow, it blew me away. <laughs> now, and so he was, um, I mean, obviously he was business like he got the job done, but I mean, he's one of the most loved figures. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I myself, who grew up watching reruns of Father Knows Best and also uh, Marcus Welby, you know. Oh, I, lo I watched every Marcus Welby. Loved watched. that show. Me too, yeah, I, I loved it. He was a great, to me, he was the one of the best TV dads around. Well, I had seen him, see, I, I started watching Robert Young when he was probably in his 30s. And I used to watch all of his black and white movies, you know, when he was a, a young oh, yeah. leading man, a heartthrob. And he was, he was, he was a great actor. He's done so much work. And to be working with someone like him of his stature, uh, it really, it's an honor. Yeah. You know? I mean, really, you were with a And Miss Wyatt, too, yep, you know, yep. so... Yeah, and Eleanor and Billy. Billy has a pedigree that, too, you know, all the movies he did, and same thing with Eleanor. So here's little old Lauren who's never done anything, and I and I landed the role. And, that is you great. Know, now, I know that, good. I know personally at that time you were going through horrible times. Yeah. And, um, um, you know, anybody that's that's read your book or, or seen the, the... We won't lament on that. The, we won't go right, into it. Thank right. you. Um, it is... I mean, but talk about how that had to be, I mean, what we all go through shapes who we are. Mm -hmm. And and I'm with you, uh, you know, the big man upstairs plays a huge role in, in what happens to us. Mm -hmm. So I do want you to talk about uh, how you got through that and um, and what, it, what did you I almost didn't get through it. That's what I heard. I almost didn't get through it. Um, you know, at the age of um, eight, I, I tried to hang myself. Uh, in my closet. <laughs> Thank God the rope broke. But, I, you know, I was severely depressed. Um, I, I lived in a home that, to say the least, was abusive. My mother was verbally abusive. My mother was physically abusive. Uh, not so much to me, but would use my brother to be physically abusive to me. And so... Um, you know, it, it, it was a horror, really a horror. And I'd have to come into work with a smile on my face. I'd have to come into work and just put all of that behind me and just concentrate on what I was doing for the camera. I could not, I had to de-compartment, you know, I, I had to just put them in different compartments of mm -hmm. things that were happening to me in my life. Was work an escape? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. It was the most wonderful, enchanted, fabulous. It was my saving grace. And I really think God knew that. And I think that's why I landed that part, is because he knew I would need that to, to give me the basis that I have now. Do you think Robert Young 
knew this and oh, would did. take you home with him on absolutely. purpose? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. that. When my mother was, um, she was one of those nasty drunks, mean drunks. And um, not, it, 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 she would come to work, and they threw her off my set more times than not. And finally, they barred her. That's right. She was banned. Yeah. 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 Can't come. But to how work. can a, a kid work when their mother is right off camera and drunk? Mm -hmm. I would think that would scare you to death. Like you, it would it would bother your process. It, it did. It bothered my process. And, and but the she would not get to work until about noon. She'd send me to work by myself. And uh, when I got a little bit older, but when I was younger, one of the school teachers or we had a lady who would take me to work. And I was happy for those people that Absolutely. took me to work. So when it came around towards noon, then I would get very fidgety and very, 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 you know, like hyper. And, and everybody knew what was going on. We'd go to lunch. And as soon as we'd go to lunch, my mother would start drinking those drinks and, and getting ugly and um, I would just I think I had an ulcer by the time I was 12 yeah it was bad and um, so how did how long was that and it, you, you went to your father at some point right well yeah my mother and father had gotten divorced when I was five and uh, so I, I would spend every other weekend at my father's house and, and, and let me just say this to the public out there guys listen to me carefully if you're a product of divorce or you you go through a divorce I'm a lady who has raised two children by herself the father of my children I loved with all my heart we just never got married um, and we just kind of went our own ways he wasn't the best of fathers at all but he was my children's father, and I loved him enough to have his children. So even though he boo-booed up, I wasn't going to tell my children about no. it. Because why? Why do you hurt your child tearing them down by tearing their father down or by tearing their mother down? You don't do that. It's the best advice. I'm, I'm divorced to twin boys with my first wife. and. I never say anything bad right. about it. In fact, I went to a counselor and said, "What do I? how do I handle this? Because right. the boys were three when we split, so they really don't remember a whole lot of us being together. And she said, you never say anything bad about her. If never. she say, says bad things about you, then later on that will come back to her. Right. But that, And you're right. It is the best advice to give. It is absolutely yeah. true. Because what happens when you do say bad things is that the child gets very confused. First of all, I'm a product of both my mother and my father. When I would go to see my father, my father would say to me, don't wear your hair like that. Don't sit like that. Don't talk like that. You sound just like your yeah. ex exploded mother. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then when I would come home, my mother would say, what did your father do? Uh, what, you know, what did you, who was he with? Where was he going? When did he, you know, and, and, and I, I was right in the middle and I was torn by both of them. And it, I, who am I? Who am I? She hated my father. He hated her. Well, I'm a product of both of you, so you got to hate me too. You know, it was terrible. It was really terrible. Um, but you got, you know, I don't know how you get through that and be an actress. But, you know, then again, I'm thinking, 
It's it, an it can escape. Make you a, well, it's an escape. And it can make you a better actress because you probably wanted to do as good of a job as you could to make sure you can go back there every day. Well, <laughs> yes. And, and when there were scenes where I had to cry, oh. that was so easy for me to cry because I could release my emotions that I couldn't release at home. I could release them on set. God, that's a, I didn't think about that. You're right. When when most kids that age don't have enough life experience to have recall mm -hmm. as an actor mm -hmm. or actress, you did. You I were did. living it. I was living it. Yeah. Um, it was a trip. So, so after the show, then uh, let's take us up to after the show. Um, oh no, let's take us to when I was 12. I became a habitual runaway because um, I, my brother was beating so me so much and my mother was it was just it was so awful it was just intolerable and so I kept running away which meant I kept missing work <laughs> and so um, the courts and my work said you have to stop if you don't stop you're going to lose your job you're going to go to you know juvenile hall and you're going to be a ward of the court and that wasn't a very pleasant thought so I said okay well I called my father my father was remarried, and I said, can I come live with you? And, oh, he jumped at the chance. Yeah, you can come live with me. Not a right decision. Um, moved in with my father, and just as soon as I moved in with him, he started molesting me again. And, and in, now here I am. I've gone from an abusive, physically abusive, it verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, to now a sexually abusive home. And this one you can't tell anybody about. Right. Especially because this, then. yeah, this one you have to keep inside. And this one is even more damaging mm -hmm. than the other. You'd rather right. be hit than that's mm -hmm. exactly right. Exactly. So. Um, now, are you still on the show at this point? I'm still on the show. I'm on the show until I'm almost 15 years old. And so at the age I was 14 and like uh, three months when we left the show. And then I find myself collecting unemployment and not able to get a job um, because I, I'm too typecast as Kathy. I had won the role for Lolita. The, the studio stopped it, said, no, you cannot do it. No, oh no. Really? Oh yeah, because Father Knows Best was still in prime time. Oh. And, and oh no, you would hurt. She's America's little girl. We that's right. That's real. Wow. Yeah, no. And the power of the studio yeah, was yeah. very powerful Especially back then. Especially back then, yeah. yeah. More so, yeah. yeah. So, so I lost that. Then I did a, a, a pilot with uh, Steve uh, Allen and Jane Meadows for a darling show, and it was picked up, and then Steve Allen at the last minute said, no, I'm not going to sign this contract, I'm doing a show in Las Vegas, I do the Johnny Carson, so I have my own show, nah, don't want to do it, uh. so that stopped that. So then I was a fish out of water, and I had to learn how to be a real human being, I didn't know how to be a real human being in Your any way. so different compared to yeah, yeah, it was really bad. So um, we moved to Pasadena, and I went to uh, public school for the first time in high school. And I was in the uh, 10th grade, um, and stupid as all get out, because I, I didn't study while I was on the set. I hated school. Um, 
in school, let's face it, on those sets wasn't good. I mean, no, you're not learning school. what you need no, to learn. No, not at all, you know. So I, I struggled in high school because I wasn't up to par with the other kids. Had to go to summer school, you know. And I would go to school wearing high heels, fluffy dresses, and, and looking like a movie star. And the other girls would be wearing bobby socks and long, you know. I mean, I was a fish out of water. And um, I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And and um, on my 16th birthday, uh, my father threw me a, a birthday party. And um, and the whole night, the whole night, I was so scared of what my father was going to do, not only to me, but to some of the girls that were with me. And and it was just, it was, it was the point of breaking my back and so um, I had met a boy in January and um, he liked me and I said let's get married is that okay and you're like this is my ticket out I've mm -hmm. got to get out of this mm -hmm. so at 16 I got married I ran away and got uh, had to get both of my parents signatures that was a feat in itself, but I did because I kind of held it over their heads. Right, right. You know, you signed you will this. Sign you right, will sign right. this. Yeah. So I got married, and um, that's another story. Yes, that's another whole yeah, another old story. But, but you know what? It's like, uh, and then it, at some point, though, I think we all say, "All right, I'm gonna." At least I do this, and I'm in my mid forties. But you look back and you say, "I'm taking this good part." Uh -huh. And this bad stuff I'm learning from, but I'm not going to live it right. every day. Right. Yeah, I'm going to let it go. Right. Uh, but for me, when I got married, uh, my husband and I wanted a lot of children. We both loved children. And um, I wanted a dozen. And so did he. <laughs> well, he came from uh, ten children. Big Catholic. Big, big, big family. Yeah. And so I wanted the same thing. And uh, I would get pregnant and lose the baby. I'd get pregnant and lose the baby. I'd get pregnant and lose the baby. I lost eight babies. And every time that I saw a woman walking down the street pregnant, something rose inside of me, just a, just a self-hatred, a horrible self-hatred, and um, an and a anger to God, a real anger to God. <laughs> but, but not so much that God was doing this because he hated me angry because I had been born into a circumstance that I couldn't control and things had happened to me that I knew were displeasing to God and I, I was angry because I felt like I was being punished for something that I, I had no control of. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was being punished for being uh, the little girl born into an alcoholic family. I was being punished for being born into a family where my father and my uncle and other people were molesting me. And and I thought, you know, so God's angry and I can't have children because of it. Oh, wow. And um, so I, I went crazy. I really went crazy and um, tried to commit suicide again. I took a meat cleaver and went through that my arm here, went all the way through here. And um, and it, it was just, it was God who watched over me that night. Um, some police officer found me wandering down Hollywood Boulevard with my hand 
half severed and uh, they took me to the hospital and um, then they took me to the nut ward <laughs> right right <laughs> and i stayed in the nut ward for about two months and um yeah, then slowly I began to heal, but it took a long time to heal. And you know, I mean, back then at that point, did that make headlines that you would try no. to kill? No, see, no, see it, yeah, this is what I'm telling then. you. This is, it was God all the way around because I went into drugs. I got busted for drugs. I went to jail, went from jail to prison, spent time, three years in prison for doing drugs and, you know, doing the things I did with drugs, um, none of it, none of it hit the headlines. But why? So that I would have a testimony to be able to go in and tell people, you'll never know what happened to this young lady. And what happened? Jesus Christ came into her heart and changed her life and changed every little bad, negative, unfortunate, hurt, thing and turned what the enemy would use to destroy me God turned it around to give me blessings I think it's great um, how open you are about this because think of all those little girls that are out there absolutely that have no hope and absolutely. if they see or hear this then they're like well wait a minute absolutely you, you know, I mean really absolutely what you're doing now is greater than anything you ever did on, t- on television that's how I feel about it too and I go into the prisons and I go into schools and I do revivals on streets, and I speak in churches all over the world, and wherever I can talk about who's helped me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> when you look back at the show, I would think now there's a love-hate, not for the show, but I, I wonder if you look at that little girl and you're, you're happy at some moments when you watch it because you're like, that was some of the best moments of my life to get out of that situation and yeah. be there with that family. Yeah. And then other times, do you look at it and feel sorry because you know when she leaves that set? What's going, I mean, no, how do you feel? No, oh, no. I, I look at the show and I'm just enthralled. I really am. I just look at her and I'm like, wow, you did a good job on Absolutely. that, Lauren. You did a good job. And then sometimes when I see the show, I go, oh, I remember what was going on behind the scenes. Oh, you remember a certain... I remember, oh, wow. yeah. I remember what was going on behind the scenes. Do you do you watch it much? I mean, I know... No. I, I was going to say, yeah, most child actors, they always say, I didn't really pay attention to it like everybody else did. No, it's just recently that um, I got some of the DVDs. <laughs> And um, I'm putting together a one-woman show right now, oh, cool. and I'm so excited about it. I'm praying, Lord Jesus, please just find your favor with it, because I think it's going to be a good show. I think it's another avenue. I'm always trying to think of avenues of how I can minister to people. Because you're an evangelist. I am an yes. evangelist, yeah. I'm and a licensed and ordained yeah. evangelist for 30 years. Okay. Very long, good, fabulous <laughs> years. Um, but I put together this show that um, is nostalgia. It's a walk down memory lane. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to travel with it into live theater. And um, I'm going to, the format is particularly nice. And people are going to come in and they're going to spend a wonderful hour and a half with Lauren Chapin and uh, her daughter Summer. 
because I have my girl, Summer. She sings with me, and she has got the most gorgeous voice, and she is gorgeous. So uh, she's nice eye candy for everybody. <laughs> That's never a bad Yeah, no. She's the eye candy for the young folks. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm the eye candy for the older people, but it's okay. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. And, um, Thank you. Yeah, I really am, and it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you uh -huh. for taking time out. Oh, you're this. welcome. And we'll always love Kitten, no matter what. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, and I'll always love Kitten, too, because I, I think she was, and that show was a good it show. It was. One of the best of mm -hmm. its time, I know. Good. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Good God bless. <laughs> well, what more can you say? You know, I mean, that that is a classy lady who went through an awful lot, and uh, I am... Thank, you know, quite honestly, I'm thankful that I had the time to spend with her because when you look at these clips, like we're looking at here, and you're just thinking, you know, you never knew that that was going on. I mean, you honestly, you, you just didn't, uh, you, you didn't get that, that, uh, that idea. You know, who, who would have ever thought that that little girl who was so cute as kitten would be going through uh, such a horrible, horrible thing? Um, behind the scenes. And, you know, also, as I said in the beginning of the show, thank goodness for Robert Young, because honestly, he he gave her a break, a respite from all of that mess that no kid that age should be, ever be going through. I mean, that's, uh, that's just the bottom line. You know, honestly, children shouldn't have to go through that. So, you know, I say thank you again to Lauren Chapin, who took that time to spend with us. I mean, you know, we're just a little internet uh, radio slash now video show, and... Uh, she didn't have to do that. So she opened up to us. I, you know, I encourage you to go to her website, laurenchapin.com, that we talked about. Uh, she's a phenomenal lady, and, uh, and I, I think the world of her, too. Just a, a great actress. If you ever have a, great, a better person, you know, forget the acting part, a great person. And if you ever have an opportunity to hear her speak, I suggest that you do so, because honestly, I, I really believe that what she had to offer to that show uh, was so much more than what we really saw, you know. And if you and now, if you watch that show, I think knowing what you know, it kind of changes what you. Uh, what, I don't know what you think about, you know, when you see that. You just you just think of of what she went through, and it makes you look at that show in a completely different way. So. Anyway, thanks so much for stopping by with us today. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we're, we've got other episodes coming up. Some of the things I'm doing right now is uh, I am taking, and uh, you just saw an example of this, I'm taking some of our audio interviews and making them into video shows. Video is just the way everything's going these days, so we decided to make the jump. Sometimes, and there will be one coming up we're working on, it's uh, hopefully we'll get it, not official yet, but Stanley Livingston, who was on uh, My Three Sons, is one of the Douglas boys, uh, hopefully we'll be able to do a Skype interview with us. And when we do that, and you see um, the Skype interviews happening, what will probably happen is you will see what we call in television, because I work in television full-time, this is just a fun thing for me, we call it a double box, and that's like this. So I would have, uh, to the side of me over here, would be Stanley Livingston Live through a Skype uh, web camera. That's the idea. When we have uh, celebrities that uh, can use Skype efficiently, then we'll be able to do that. Uh, if not, if it was something recorded in audio, just like you just heard with Lauren Chapin, then of course we'll just have promotional pictures up and old videos uh, over their voice. So stay with us. Wait, I know this has a lot more coming up that's for sure we're gonna have a good time i appreciate uh everything that 
that all of you have done for us and keeping us uh, on your uh, on your screens, or in this case, the little screens, I guess I should say, um, because we really, uh, you know, we we're happy that you're that you're listening. That's a great thing for us. So thanks for tuning in to Wait. I know this, of course, the fastest retro pop culture celebrity interview and trivia show because you get the trivia that you don't get on any other website through these backstage stories that you hear from the actors. Thanks so much for tuning in, and don't forget we are live from our Operation Smile Studios. Check them out on the web. Uh, great, great organization, operationsmile.org. We'll see you next time on Wait, I Know This. <laughs>